0: Jenna Ellis, former Trump lawyer, just cannot catch a break. Not only did she of course have to plead guilty last week to several now misdemeanor charges and she's got to do hundred hours of community service. She's got to write the whole state of Georgia, a letter apologizing, um, five years probation. But on top of that, it's now been announced that poor Ms. Ellis is now facing a disciplinary probe in the state of Colorado, where of course, up until recently, she was a resident and licensed to practice law. Now earlier this year, back in March, actually the, uh, Colorado board, the state board that oversees attorneys, they, they sanctioned her. They censured her basically, um, (laughs) saying that, Hey, you filed a bunch of knowingly frivolous lawsuits. So we're publicly shaming you for doing that. That is effectively what they did. So she was already not in good standing with the Colorado bar. And now it's been announced that the office of attorney regulation council in the state of Colorado has officially launched an invest an investigation into her. In fact, you had Jessica Yates, the state's attorney general, uh, state's attorney regulation council said quote, I can disclose that an investigation has been opened and the matter involving Jenna Ellis's Georgia conviction is pending with our office. Ouch. So you try to do the right thing in Georgia, finally coming clean, agreeing to turn, you know, state's witness. You're going to testify against everybody. You've agreed to turn over all your documents and everything. You stood up in court, you threw Giuliani right under the bus. You, you basically disavowed Donald Trump and all that. And now you're still getting hit possibly with some seriously painful consequences in the state of Colorado because Miss Yates continued. She said that, uh, an investigation of the kind Ellis faces could result in quote, discipline, an alternative to discipline or other action permitted by relevant rules. So I, that, that's just a weird thing. Like we may discipline her, we may do something to her that's not disciplining her. That sounds weird. Um, like you're going to punish somebody by doing something that's not disciplinary. I, I, whatever. I mean, you know, I, I would like a little clarity on that. I'm sure Jenna Ellis wants a little clarity on that, but the other, other part of this is that this is technically routine. In the state of Colorado, if you are convicted of a crime, or of course, in the case of Jenna Ellis, plead guilty to a crime, even if it's in another state, you have 14 days to report it to that regulatory council with Colorado state. Um, So once you do that, it automatically triggers a review. So that council, then once they know, okay, an attorney licensed here in Colorado, They, they, they've now pleaded guilty or they've been convicted of a crime, even if it's somewhere else, we have to look into that and see if in any way it affects their ability to practice law here in the state of Colorado, considering the fact she has already been disciplined in Colorado. And now she's pleaded guilty to things similar to what she was disciplined for in Colorado, I, I don't think she escapes without any kind of punishment, but I don't know that the punishment will be super severe because they already did kind of punish her before. So will she lose her law license in Colorado? That is a possibility. And of course that's going to hurt her with, you know, state bars all over the country. But I, I don't even know that it would get that far. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. We'll just have to wait and see. Reports started coming out at the end of last week after, of course, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis has now secured four individuals agreeing to turn state witness and flip on other co-defendants in exchange for lesser penalties. Um, but reports started swirling saying that Fonnie Willis's main goal, and we had talked about this before, but her main goal was of course to have only one trial a trial against Donald Trump. She doesn't want to have to do 19. Now she definitely doesn't have to do 19, but she doesn't want to have to do 15. She doesn't want to have to do 10 or five. If she can keep it to one trial on one person, that'll be great. But there's a hiccup and that hiccup of course is Rudy Giuliani. And right now the pressure is on Rudy Giuliani to flip against Donald Trump, especially considering Jenna Ellis's flip last week when she was accused, you know, she was indicted for the same things Giuliani was and in her little speech where she started crying in court, she threw Rudy Giuliani onto the bus. She said, I relied on the advice of more experienced lawyers. And because of that, I didn't do my due diligence. So she basically said, listen, Giuliani lied to me. I should have known better, but I didn't. So that's where we're at. So with Ellis flipping, it does put the pressure on Giuliani because Ellis was side by side. I wouldn't put her, like I always talk about the ladder. Trump's at the top. Giuliani's right below Trump. I wouldn't put Ellis on the same rung as Giuliani, but she's right below him. So now we've got the direct link to Rudy Giuliani for Fonnie Willis to get information from Ellis that will say that Giuliani, hundred percent committed crimes. You can easily secure this conviction. Once Willis has that info, she then goes to Giuliani and says, listen, man, you're, you're screwed. Like I've got you here. I've got you on all this. I've got all this evidence. Ellis gave it to me. You're going to lose and you're going to go to prison unless you want to play. Let's make a deal. That's where we're not quite there yet, but we're about to be there. Ellis would not have been offered a deal if there wasn't something she had to exchange in return. That's how these deals work. They don't give you a deal simply because they don't want to prosecute you. They give you a deal because they think you have something of value or they know you have something of value. That's where we're at Giuliani, however, through a spokesperson, uh, uh, advisor, Ted Goodman has this to say about the prospect of Giuliani flipping. The only deal the mayor is making is to tell the truth. And unfortunately, every single prosecutor in this case is a partisan Democrat focused on their own partisan political ambitions and keeping president Donald Trump out of the white house. Most level-headed Americans, including ones who don't agree with president Trump or mayor Giuliani's politics. Understand that the highly partisan prosecutors in Georgia are doing great damage to our country and to the very fabric of this nation by continuing to weaponize our criminal justice system in an effort to keep president Trump out of the white house. Oh my God, dude. Like I'm getting mad just reading the stupid crap that you're putting out there. Luckily that's just an advisor, not his legal counsel, because those are very stupid arguments. Those are the arguments you make when you have no defense for what you actually did. Because notice he's not defending Giuliani at all. He's simply attacking Democrats. So Giuliani seems like he's not going to flip. So the question becomes, will Giuliani facing the threat of a minimum of five years in prison, think that prison is a better option than flipping on his friend, Donald Trump. Because Giuliani still labors under the belief that the man who refuses to pay his legal bills, that Giuliani charged him. Giuliani still, however, believes that Trump is going to give him a position. He still thinks he's going to be attorney general if Trump wins re-election. So will he, or won't he depends on what Fonnie Willis has against Giuliani. But I think it's safe to say that at this point that we're at right now, I don't think Giuliani will flip. If Willis gets some hardcore information that Giuliani knows he can't beat in court, then he will flip. But until we get to that point, I do believe he is steadfast in his resolution that he ain't gonna flip. But you know what? I know reports say that Willis only wants to do one trial, but maybe having to do two, two trials, one against Trump, one against Giuliani, hell, maybe even putting them together. That's not so bad either and i'm sure that willis is probably more than willing to do that if she needs to so a couple of days ago i told you about the story about how republicans republicans in kentucky are warning mike lindell founder and ceo of my pillow that those little election detection device, things that you want to put on the drones or have people carry into the polling stations. It's hundred percent illegal. And you could be looking at two to five years in prison if you do it. Well, Mike Lindell didn't take too kindly to this warning that, Hey, please don't break the law. So Lindell in an interview on, uh, I believe it was real America's voice had this to say, he said, quote, they don't even know what the devices are. They're not Wi-Fi sniffers. They're not they're not illegal. And these machines or these devices will say if they're lying or not, the voting machines. What this does, if you had your own Wi-Fi network with a password, it would tell you if other devices had hacked or or I mean are hooked up to the network and that they're using it. Okay. So it's not a Wi-Fi sniffer, it's just a device that sniffs out who's connected to Wi-Fi. Hmm. hmm. Yet that kind of sounds exactly like what those Kentucky Republicans told you was a hundred percent illegal and is actually a felony. So your defense is not a defense at all. You're like, no, no, no. It's not a surveillance device. It's just a surveillance device that th- you described the thing that the law (laughs) says you can't do. It's if you're like, no, 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 I'm not robbing a bank. I'm just making an unscheduled, unapproved withdrawal from other people's accounts. Like, cool. That's still robbery. You idiot. And he continued, like he's still doubling down on it. He continues and he says, And they're going to have these devices. They're going to catch when these devices or when these machines go online, whether it's a polling book, whether it's a router, whatever it goes online, the computer, the printer, beep, beep, beep. It's going to be like a red alert. Yeah, because those, those, those things are supposed to be online and, and your little devices are going to go beep, beep, beep. So... Um, if you have people that are carrying them into polling stations, right, and all the election workers are there, people are voting and suddenly you hear somebody's pocket start going beep, 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 beep. It's gonna be pretty easy to identify who is committing the felony. (laughs) So not a smart thing to admit because you just told law enforcement officials what to keep their ears out for. Um, so you're not doing yourself any favors here, bud. And he continues again. Now you can put it in your area and see what's going on in your, your area, because you're going to get all these anomalies reported to you and you're going to sit in your easy chair and go, wow. Okay. So what, what is, what, what, I, I don't even know what that means. I genuinely for the life of me don't even know what in the hell he's even talking about anymore. And then he is according to Raw Story, Lindell claimed unnamed officials had asked him to develop a device to tell if voting machines were connected to the internet. So you're saying that unnamed officials, I'm assuming Republican officials told you to develop this technology, right? They, they didn't go to, you know, actual tech people like, you know what? We need high tech, you know, Internet detecting devices. Should we, should should we go to Elon Musk? I mean, is that a Jeff Bezos thing? Is you go with Tim Cook with Apple with Bill Gates? No, 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 no. Let's go to the guy that makes friggin' pillows, and and he'll make it for us because you know a pillow, a Wi-Fi detection device. It's all it's like the same thing basically, right? I I hope I hope Mike Lindell never stops. I I get so much joy from this that it's, it's indescribable. I love it. Like this brings me joy. I'm going to end the videos today and I'm going to go and be happy for a while thinking about how stupid this man is. That brings me joy. It puts a smile on my face. Uh, and again, it's still illegal. The way you're describing it, Mike is still illegal, but God knows I'm not going to tell you not to do it. I'm just going to tell you what's legal and what's not just like the Republicans. So Whatever choice you make from here is on you. Just know that your excuse of what these things are is still an admission that they do the very thing that is legally prohibited. The decision, however, is up to you. Late last week, Republicans, as part of the New York delegation in Congress, put forth a motion. To expel Republican Congressman, indicted Republican Congressman, George Santos from Congress altogether. You're gone. These Republicans say, and of course, because they have now forced the motion, it will be voted on this week. Don't know if it's today. Don't know if it's, you know, end of the day, Friday, but it will be voted on this week. Now, following these Republicans putting forth this motion to expel Santos, who for the record, as we all know, has not been convicted of all of the horrible things that he's been indicted for, but he has been indicted and you know, the trial will happen and then we'll see if he's convicted or not. But Republicans say enough is enough. We've got a lot of problems as a party right now. We don't need this hanging over our heads. So after they introduced this motion, I believe it was Thursday, late, late in the day, uh, George Santos gets on Twitter and sends out a very creepy and cryptic message that actually caused both his critics and his supporters to reach out to him for support, like trying to help him because he said, quote, everything has an end in life everything has an end in life. Now that's a statement that can mean many different things to many different people. And based on the reactions that we saw on social media, a lot of people think this meant that George Santos was about to engage in some form of, of harming himself. Uh, so again, even people who like loathe him were reaching out saying like, dude, don't don't do anything, like, don't do this, let's get you help, which is the correct response in that situation, by the way. It doesn't matter if you love them or hate them, doesn't matter if they're indicted or not. That is the correct response. And I was really actually kind of happy to see the responses to this. It's a cryptic message. i I, I think uh, mental help is definitely, something that needs to be on the agenda for George Santos, um, especially with what he's going through. You know, I do just as a human being, he he may be a lying scumbag, but you know, this has got to be tough on him too. So he needs help. I think this, this post on social media was a call for help. Maybe it was just an intention grabbing stunt, right? George Santos has been known for that. Maybe he just wanted the attention. Maybe he just wanted people to, you know, act like they loved him. I don't know. Either way, real, not real, he needs help. Having said that, the vote this week kind of sets up a pretty big first test for newly minted Republican house speaker, Mike Johnson, right? You only have a 10 seat Republican advantage, which means of course, whenever you get five Republicans that don't vote with the rest of them, you got a stalemate. So losing one of those 10, taking you down to nine, that hurts. So maybe Johnson pushes this. Maybe he rallies the rest of the Republicans and says, Hey, we can't do it. We, we, we need him as corrupt as he is accused of being, and it's just accused, not convicted. We can't do this. Besides he is only accused. He may not get convicted. Are we really going to set the precedent that anytime somebody's accused of something, we just kick them out immediately or Johnson could recognize as the New York delegation does that Santos is an albatross hanging around the neck of every single Republican in that body. Because if you do not kick him out, if you vote to save him and then he is convicted, you're all going to look pretty dumb and it's all going to come back and haunt you. And not to mention y'all then definitely lose that seat in next year's election. You leave Santos where Santos, where he is, you're going to lose that election. Whereas you expel him right now, you move to a special election. Republicans get to go out there and say, listen, we took care of the garbage. You can trust us. Look, we did this ourselves. Democrats didn't do it. They were fine with the corruption. We're the ones who handled it. Expelling Santos, just from a Republican standpoint, which is weird because I have to get my head firmly up my, you know, to, uh, get a Republican perspective. But from the Republican perspective, expelling Santos is better for your party than leaving him in, but we'll see what happens. The vote will happen someday this week and it's all on them. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.